Good evening, church. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. My name is Colin, the pulpit minister here at Central Church of Christ. And this is Dan Spade. He's one of our elders. And here at Central Church of Christ, it's our mission to be God's heart and hands in this community and beyond. If you'd like to learn more about what that means, I want to encourage you to head over to our website at www.churchvictoria.com. This is our Wednesday evening conversation through the law and the prophets where we open up the Old Testament. We move through the narrative and the text and we see how it impacts us today as the church and how it how that text connects to Jesus. Um, if you're listening Listening to this on the Heart and Heads podcast. I want to thank you so much for joining us. If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you're subscribed to the channel and you have the bell turned on so you get notified every time we upload a video. And if you're watching this on Facebook, make sure to like and share. That really helps us out. And make sure to comment down below. Um, if this ministry has blessed you or you'd like to partner with us in this ministry, I want, I want to encourage you to head over to that website. At the top of the page, we have a donate button that uh, take, will take you to PayPal, and you can partner with us as we seek to teach and preach the gospel. Uh, we're going to pray and get into the lesson. Again, church, thank you so much for joining us. Father in heaven, thank you so much for uh, for bringing us here. We're thankful for the opportunity we have to study your word again. We pray for our audience, those who will watch and, and listen and learn. And I pray, Father, that, they, that we will say it in a way and, and, and teach it in a way that they can understand it and they can grab a hold of it and they can apply these things to their life. They can see what the necessity of it of it is in their own life. Father, thank you for the opportunity. Father, bless our families. Bless those that watch, are watching and, uh, and help us, Father, to always strive to be your, do your will and be your people. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. So we're, in a, we're continuing with the story of Balaam. And uh, so Israel is traveling through the area. And Balak, uh, I believe he's the <laughs> king of the Midianites. Yep. Um, Mo Moabites. 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 Yep. Uh, uh, I don't remember. <laughs> one of these kings. <laughs> one of one of these one of these dykes. Uh, yeah, I can't recall. Is it Moabite king? Yeah, Moabite. Yeah, um, Moabites. Yeah. One of the one of the king of the Moabites, he has hired Balaam to curse these people. Well, he's afraid of. Yeah, he's he's afraid of Israel. And Absolutely. he and he needs somebody to put a put a hocus pocus on him. Because because remember, this was one of the reasons that God hardened uh, Pharaoh's heart mm -hmm. was so that his name would be glorified. So yep. all of these people mm -hmm. would know. So even though likely by the time this is happening, it's probably been at 36 years, 37 years, they're getting ready. You know, that almost ready, is almost ready to go into the promised land. They're almost ready. Mm -hmm. Most of the generation that God said would die in the wilderness is pretty close to dying here. Yeah. Um, we're going to see another major die off event yeah. um, where he gets, gets the last few of them. But Deuteronomy is really all you know they're they're ready there they're there kind of you know that well yeah deuteronomy is because that's the next book yeah that is the next book and so and and look we this is this is where we butt up against traditional teaching because traditionally we've always said well moses wrote the first mm -hmm. five books of bible moses wrote the law okay well deuteronomy is written from the perspective of someone who is in the land mm -hmm. like there's a narrator much like ecclesiastes yeah. it's the same thing we have a narrator and then we have moses speaking so the the vast content of deuteronomy is moses speaking but whoever wrote it down seems to be writing from the perspective of being in the land mm -hmm. now this doesn't bother me because joshua was writing all this stuff down yeah. joshua was certainly confirmed by the lord it, it would not shock me, surprise me, or bother me in the slightest to find out that Joshua is actually the writer of Deuteronomy, that he actually wrote it down. Um, but you see Joshua well, writing it, a lot of stuff. It wouldn't so. surprise me that Joshua wrote most all of it, just pinned it. You know, Moses dictated it, and he pinned it. I don't know. I mean, Luke had, a, I mean, Paul had a lot of people that pinned things for him because of his eyesight and his, and his ill health. And there is no doubt that 
God through Moses is the one yeah. who's providing all this information. If, so. if I write a letter to my niece in San Antonio right. and have my wife write it and I dictate it to her, who wrote it? I did. She just pinned it. Yeah. But I wrote it. You know, so, and that's that's what well, anyway, we're gonna, we're getting chased. Well, and, up. it's it, and look, it's it's good to it's good to talk about this stuff because there are teachers out there who will who will come at this and say, "Well, look, there, you know, I'm I'm thinking about the, the especially our younger kids who get into college, who go to who go to university, and the university professors well, will point this stuff out as a way to destroy people's faith." I talked to so I, we need to talk about. I it talked something. to a young lady su- Sunday morning, and and Margarita, here it is. Here's your name. I told her I was going to mention her name. So and that was quick. <laughs> and uh. You know, but but she she's going to have to deal with people in the world. That's right. Family members, people that at her work that come in there, and she and she may because she's very bubbly and she's very outgoing, and she's going to she's going to say something, and somebody may say something, and she said, "I don't know if that's true or not." Well, that's why we're t- we do all of this stuff to try to help people to understand. Okay, this is what's going on. Yeah. So you so you're versed in it. You know, it's what I, it's what I told, uh, I don't remember if I told my Sunday morning class or who I told, but I said, you know, if you're not willing to get in the book, you know, you're in trouble. You're just in trouble. Yeah. So anyway, that's why we do this the way we do it. That's why we're going verse by verse. That's why we're going, you know, you know, message by message and seeing what's going. That's why in a little bit, we're going to look at some other text. Well, that's why we spend so much time doing it. Now, it's, yeah. again, this isn't a verse by verse study, although nah. sometimes it is. Sometimes it is. <laughs> but we, we want to tear this up and we want to deal like... I know for me, I'm passionate about dealing with controversial issues Mm -hmm. because I know for me as a young Christian, I look at that and I go, wait a minute, how does this work? Mm -hmm. And I want to know, you know, when, when you run into that person who knows a little bit about the Bible, they're dangerous and they, and they say things, they challenge us with things like, well, why did Abraham kill his, why did God demand that Abraham sacrifice his son? That's horrible. That's evil. That's child murder. Right. And you're like, oh, well, well, yeah, that, that, that technically that's true. So wait a minute, what's going on here? I want to know those things. I want to yeah. understand, yeah. you know, and so that's why we deal with these issues. But, you know, Jesus says that Moses passed on the law. And from that verse, we grab this tradition of, well, Moses wrote all five books of the Bible. Okay. It can be Moses's law that he received on, on Sinai and he didn't have to physically write the five yeah. books. Yeah. So take that for what you will. Yeah. Uh, we'll deal with that more when we hit Deuteronomy. Yeah. But here we're dealing with Balaam, who's been hired, and he says a lot of good things. Yes. He says he says things like, well, I can only say what the Lord says. Well, I would much rather you do what the Lord says yeah. rather than say what the Lord says. There's <laughs> a lot of people, guys, there's a lot of people in the world today that say what the Lord says, but don't do what the Lord says. There's a lot of there's a lot of scholarly people that their lives are a mess. Oh, because they're not willing to do what God said. They 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 can chip out, chirp out, you know, you know, growl out all kinds of text after text and periods and commas in the right places. It don't mean anything. Well, it's like the Pharisees. Jesus condemned the Pharisees. He said, "Do what they tell you to do, but don't, don't live do what they live." Yeah, yeah, don't don't don't, don't live like that. Yeah, listen to what they're telling you, but don't yeah. actually live like. Well, them. we have to do. Is, is I think where we can because we're going to get to a thing in second in First Thessalonians here in a minute, and you know probably this next Sunday, where he's going to say you imitate me, yeah. imitate you know. And my question to them is going to be, you know, are you are you willing to have anybody imitate you out there? Mm. Are you willing to do that? That's a challenge. 
You know, have you lived your life in a way that people can imitate your children, your co-workers, anybody, you know, and, and here, you know, we're looking at this stuff. So, okay, what, what do I need to learn from this guy? What, what is Balaam? And he's going to teach us something because we're going to look at second Peter in a minute. You know, what can he teach? So let's get into it. Yeah. All right. So the third so, message. Yes. Yeah, so we're in the third message. So Balaam has already blessed them uh, twice. And yeah. so here in 24, no, 20, 23, 23, 27. All right. Huh? Oh, rather, sorry, you're right, 2327. Then Balak said to Balaam, come, let me take you to another place. Perhaps it will please God to let you curse them for me from there. And Balak took Balaam to the top of Peor, overlooking the wasteland. Balaam said, build me seven altars here and prepare seven bulls and seven rams. Because, you know, God is a, is a coin slot machine. We're going to put the coin in and yep. get result yep. we want, right? Yep. So Balak did as Balaam said and offered a bull and a ram on each altar. Now, when Balaam saw that it pleased the Lord to bless Israel, he did not resort to divination as at other times, but turned his face toward the wilderness. Oh, okay. I know how to manipulate God. Yeah. Says Balaam. I know what he wants. Yep. I'll just I'll just do it this way. Yeah. Maybe I'll get what I want. When Balaam looked out and saw Israel in camp tribe by tribe, the spirit of God came on him. Nope, God's gonna do what he wants. <laughs> and he spoke his message. Really hard to do it your way when the spirit of God comes on you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's kinda it so again, side note, do we have free will? Do we have it or not? Yes, we have free will. Okay. You know, uh, I don't know. Go where you're going to go with this thing. Well, I mean, I, I think it's a question that we have to consider. Mm -hmm. Because at some point, God is going to... God, God has given... Where where did Balaam have free will here? He could have told those guys to get lost. Mm -hmm. He didn't. Well, let's... Let me, you know, I, I, went, I went to lunch yesterday. Paul and Delissa took Georgia for a birthday and our anniversary. Took us out to eat. And I went... And, uh, you know, the, 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 the kids were there, they were perfect, perfect little angels. You know, they set, they set, oh, they were unbelievable. Good. Wow. <laughs> what happened? They, they, they were just, they were just, you know, and I, and I watched them and I said, and, and so Paul said, okay, what do y'all want? And they got to pick, they had a choice. They could choose what they wanted. Now they didn't get to choose where they sat. Because Paul told them where to sit. You're going to sit here, you're going to sit here, and you're going to sit here. Grandma's going to sit right here. Okay? But when it came time, okay, what do you want to eat? What do you, what do you want? Here. Here's the menu. What do you yeah. want? And they got to pick. Here are the choices you have. You know? And, and of course, Mason got picked off the, mm. the adult menu. You know? And, uh, and I'm saying, in certain instances, I have free choice. As a child, God will give me give me the right to choose things I want to do as a child. Right. But there are other times He's going to tell me what to do. That's right. And I still have the I still have the choice to do it. Okay. Now, you know, Kevin told me that yesterday uh, somebody you told, told him I told him something. You told him to, to do something. I don't know what it was. And he told him he said when an adult tells you something, you don't tell them no. I don't know when. I think he did that on the way home. He said, I wasn't going to embarrass him in front of a bunch of kids, so I did it on the way home. You know, I think you said something. I don't know. I don't know what was going on anyway. And it was, uh, you know, it was, uh, uh, you know, he didn't have a choice. His daddy said, you don't have a choice. That's right. Somebody told you to do something, you jump. You don't tell them, no, I'm not going to. I don't want to do that. That's right. You don't have that choice. You don't have that choice. So, and God's a lot like that. You know, he's going to tell us what to do. We don't have a choice. You know, if I'm going to fight, if I'm going to be his child, 
then there are things he's going to tell me what to do and the things he's going to let me do. Well, and I think at the end of the day, if you don't, so, you know, because you're absolutely right. That It's like Paul saying, we're free. We have the freedom to do all these good things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not free to sin, no. but we're free to, there is no law against love, charity, yeah, peace, right. all those things, right. right? So we have the right to, to grab onto what our father is doing mm-hmm. and live it out. Balaam is going in the opposite direction. Yeah. And he had lots of choices leading up to this. Mm-hmm. He had lots of choices. But even now, what is he still trying to do? He's trying to manipulate God he wants and get the money. what he wants. He yeah. wants the money. He wants the money. He wants the money. And he said, I figure out, I just won't use divination this time. Yeah. Maybe that's what God wants. You know, yeah. you know God's a slot machine. I'll put, if I put enough quarters in, at some point I'm going to get yeah. paid. Yeah. And, and, you know, maybe if I, if I tilt that quarter just enough this way and throw it in there, I'll finally get the, the jackpot I'm looking for mm-hmm. here. And it's, it's ridiculous. So what we need to understand is God is also working out his will. Mm-hmm. Right? Pharaoh was given five opportunities. We see, read the first five plagues. Pharaoh's, Pharaoh hardened his heart or his heart became hard. And we're not told. Mm-hmm. But then after that, God says, okay, you're done. Yep. You're done. Now I'm going to use you. You've made your decision. Now I'm going to use you to do what I need to get done. Yeah. I mean, it's the same thing with Judas. Yeah. You think, what did Jesus do? He hands out the bread at the Last Supper, and he says, the one who takes it. What is he doing? He's given Judas the opportunity. Yeah. You don't have to do this, Once man. he does that, now he's made his choice. When he grabs it, what, did it, what does the text say? Satan, Satan entered it into him. That's a good point. I never saw that. So, I never saw, but that's, you're right. He, the Satan didn't enter into him until he took that bread. And how often, and one of the disciples, the, one of the apostles points out, and I can't remember which gospel it is, but they point out like when the late, when the, when the, the female comes, oh, I forget which one it was. She comes and she breaks the expensive perfume mm-hmm. and anoints him at Bethany, right? And anoints Jesus at Bethany. And Judas gets all upset. Yeah. Right. The, the, the gospel, I forget which gospel it's in that he says, I think it's in John, but, um, the the writer notes that Judas got upset because he was in charge of the money. Mm-hmm. And it's like a little bit of a, a nod to this has been Judas's MO the whole time. Yeah. So how long has Jesus been working with him? How long has, I mean, think about it. Why is Judas there? I, I sincerely believe that God wants to save everyone. I, I sincerely believe that. The text says it, right? It says it in Peter, it says it in Timothy. God's trying to save everyone. Judas is in Jesus's sphere, I believe, because God wants to save him. And God is giving him every opportunity. I mean, imagine the one who's going to betray him, the one God knows is going to make that decision. How hard would you fight trying to save him? Yeah. And Jesus is there working on him every single day. And that money is just too... I wonder if there was a debate, right? I wonder if Jesus said, you know, Judas, maybe you don't need to keep the purse. Maybe someone else needs to hold on to that purse. I wonder. I wonder. We're not told. It's just something I think about. Well, we, what we do know from the book of John is that, that there was a lot of things that happened that we don't know about. Mm-hmm. And it said, and John tells us, they said, I don't think the whole world contained the books if everything was written down. That's true. And he only ministered for three years, basically, three years. Now, his whole life was 33 years, 33-something. But, you know... For three years, he really ministered. How much could he do? We have what? What do we have? Two, three months? Actual actual chronological time? Oh, it's, yeah. Maybe it's three much. months is all? It's not and much. you're talking about 36 months. So there's 33 months of stuff we don't have. And we've got four writers writing four books. And not even in everything. And then the, then you have Paul writing more stuff. And and there's that's not all the stuff. So there's 33 months of actual chronological time we don't have. But how much did he do? I, I think there was a lot went on with these guys. Yeah, I think there's a lot going on here. At some point, Balaam is done. Yeah, he's done. I think he's already starting to get done. I, I think he's. I think he's done now. I think. 
I think his I think the right answer would have been when he saw the angel of the Lord with the sword, the right answer would he have been said, I'm done. repent. I'm done. I've really messed this up. I don't want the money. I'm going home. <laughs> I don't I'm want going. the fame. Yeah. I don't want none of it. I don't want none of this. It's amazing to me for us as, as without flaming swords and all that stuff. We you know, we go to a sermon or we go to a church and we and we listen to a sermon and it just clocks us. Mm. Just clocks us. Yeah. I mean, and I've heard people say that about your sermon. I've heard that people say that about my sermon. I've heard it say about James' sermon. You know, man, I really needed to hear that. Yeah. It's just like the angel standing in the road. Mm. And then we go off, and then two, three days later, what are we doing? The same things we were doing before. I talked to somebody the other day. I talked to somebody about six, eight months ago. Said, I really need, I really need to talk to you about being baptized. I said, great. I said, come to my Friday night class. Perfect place. I said, we'll talk about it. Sure. I said, my class already knows if somebody new comes in, we need to talk about it. That's what we go to. That's where we're going to go. And I said, let's let's go there. Man, I really need to do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm really concerned. I'm, you know, I said, you ever, you ever have a right to be concerned? You should be concerned. You, know, you haven't given your life to Christ. You haven't, you haven't done that. You haven't been obedient to him. And uh, I went to him yesterday. And I said, uh, Friday night class, I haven't seen you. I said, what's the problem? He said, yeah, I really need to do that. You know, it's like, well, I saw the angel in the road. Move over, just. Look. I need to go right around this way. Just, I need to get. I just need to get by. You know. And instead of going back and say, you know what, I'm done. I'm done here. You know, this guy's. This guy's in his mid mid fifties, late fifties, maybe. You know, he's done, I mean, he's old enough. Let's 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 get a jump on it. Let's well, do this. And the enemy is very good at, at sidetracking us. You know, because well, it's it's the enemy showing us the way around the angel, Dan. It's the I, enemy who goes, come on, come on. I know. Come I on. know. And, and we we're so used to oh well I have time you know Paul says hey the days are evil well I, what I'm saying is is if you're watching this guys man when when you get your clock clean listen yeah you got your clock clean listen yeah. maybe it's an angel with a flaming sword standing in front of you and you say I got it you don't have to tell me twice I'm going I'm turning around <laughs> yeah I don't yeah, I'm no, done well, the, the Hebrew writer the Hebrew writer doesn't say and I, I want to clarify this because sometimes I, I want to make sure I'm not saying something right. The Hebrew writer doesn't say that we sh that every trial is disciplined from the Lord. No, that's not what he says. No, he does say that we should consider it. Yeah, consider discipline. Consider hardship as discipline. What what father doesn't discipline his children? So, in other words, he's not saying that every hardship is discipline. No. but he is saying that when we suffer hardship, we should think of it as discipline from the Lord. Because it steers us in the right direction. James, it seems, says a very similar thing. Consider it pure joy. Not if, that it is pure joy. To if you the are a child of God, mm -hmm. when you endure hardship, you're going to always look at it as discipline from God. Because you're a child of the king. Sure. All right? You you have children coming out the wazoo. All right? Got you got a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. And when one of them gets disciplined, they really are all getting disciplined. They just don't know it. Oh, man. Yeah, but, no, but that's they, true. But you discipline this one, and the other ones are going, oh, yeah. oh my God. Oh, yeah, that's exactly oh, my God. how that works. You, you see what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. So if I'm watching, if I'm watching, say, this person get disciplined, I'm going, man, you know, I, I better pay attention, man. You know, because that, that, because we're children of God. Yeah. We're children. We're, he's our father. You know, I mean, my children ain't going to look at your, at your, I mean, Kevin's children ain't going to look at your, your kids and say, oh man, you know, you know, they're going to move on. They're going to go on down the foyer and go play down there. They're not worried about that. But your other kids that live in that house, well, we all live in the same house. 
You know, I live in God's house. That's where I, that's, I'm in his household. When I see somebody get disciplined, I'm looking at it and saying, you know, God's in charge. Yeah. God's, God's dealing. It may not be that, but that's how I perceive it. Well, and God is certainly in charge here. That's yeah, what absolutely. we're seeing. Yeah. Balaam right. was given this opportunity, mm-hmm. and uh, he's continued to demonstrate a hardness of heart. Yeah. Let's listen and to what so, he did. Yeah. yeah, go ahead. The prophecy of Balaam, son of Baor, the prophecy of one of, of whose eyes can see clearly, the prophecy of one who hears the words of God, who sees a vision from the Almighty, who falls prostrate, and whose eyes are open. Wait a minute. I thought his eyes were saw clearly already. Why did they need to be opened? <laughs> He said, how beautiful are your tents, Jacob, your dwelling places, Israel. Like valleys, they spread out like gardens beside a river, like like aloes planted by the Lord, like cedars beside the waters. Water will flow from their buckets. Their seed will have abundant water. Their king will be greater than Agag. Their kingdom will be exalted. God brought them out of Egypt. They have the strength of a wild ox. They devour hostile nations and break their bones in pieces. With their arrows, they pierce them like a lion. They crouch in the, at, and lie down and like a lioness who dares to rouse them. Many of those who, who bless you will be blessed and those who curse you will be cursed. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Balak is not going to be happy with this one. Have you, ever, uh, have you ever hired a contractor to come in and do some work and uh, they do the work and it's the exact opposite of what you hired them to do? Oh, no. No, uh, man. Look at what he look at what Balak says in verse ten. Then Balak Balak's anger burned against Balaam. He struck his hands together and said to him, "I summoned you to curse my enemies, but you have blessed them these three times." And you know he's angry because Balaam keeps doing this. I've got to say what the Lord says. I've got to say what the Lord says. He's winking at him, and he and Balak's like, "Dude, when is this gonna happen?" I mean, it's... Can't it's, you just see him? Oh, oh, man. But halfway through this blessing, he is just fuming. Fuming mad. Fuming mad. Fuming mad. It's coming out of the top of his it's head. The, so it mad. says, it says, then Balak's anger burned against Balak. I mean, he's not just angry. He's hacked off. Oh, yeah. He's stomping yeah. around. Yeah. Well, no, what are you doing? Well, think about it, right? Like, they devour hostile nations. May <laughs> those who bless nation. you be blessed, and those who curse you be cursed. Like, like they looks like, you're cursing me! You're cursing me! <laughs> you know, I love I love the beginning, though. You know, and I, I just said it briefly, but he says, whose eyes see clearly, and then whose eyes are opened. Mm-hmm. Yeah, wait a minute. I, if you see clearly, your eyes are opened. Uh-huh. Yeah, there's th- this is a slap. To Balaam a little uh-huh. bit here. That's I, I mean, that's how I'm seeing this because it's he's supposed to hear the words of the Almighty. He's supposed to be God's prophet. And here he is. It, it, I mean, honestly, this is like this is like Jonah. Uh-huh. Well, you want me to go where God? No. Now off we go the other yeah. way. Right. Oh, that's just like an Israelite because yep. those northern Israelites, they didn't want to follow God yep. at all. Yep. And here we have another one, a prophet who is absolutely set on getting what's good for him. Mm-hmm. Just like Jonah. Mm-hmm. Just like Jonah. I don't care about these people. I care about that little leaf that's given me shade mm-hmm. that I didn't plant, that I didn't do anything for. I care about that. I don't yeah. care about these 120,000 people over here. you know. And this is the way we get when we want money, when we want power, when we want our way. This is the rebellion that comes from it. Yeah, It's the same rebellion we saw in the garden with Adam and Eve. It's the same rebellion that caused Cain and, and all of his descendants and all of those people to focus on wickedness and evil that causes chaos and destruction. I want things my way. And, 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 you know, like I was saying, saying to Margarita a while ago, I mean, we're going to deal with people in the world. 
Yeah. We're trying really hard to, to stay focused and go the direction, and then something's going to pop up, and 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 this stuff's going to happen, and we need to be aware that 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 God expects us to be obedient to Him. That's right. Not to play games. Not to put quarters in the slot machine and hope we get what what the big payoff. Yeah, not to use him to get what we want. Yeah, but to serve. Yeah, genuinely serve. Absolutely serve. Mm. You know, and, and when and when we get opportunities, you know, and and we have we have so many opportunities here. You know, so many. You know that people can serve, people can work, people can learn. I mean, we have a Friday night class, we have a Sunday night small groups, mm-hmm. we have Wednesday night classes. You have you have open door to, to study with people whenever they want. You know, we'll we'll sit down. Uh, well, uh, pretty we, much we find we find a time. <laughs> but you know what I'm, the, yeah, I? I get know. in so much trouble. Because I do that. People call and they say, hey, when can you study? And I go, when? Tell me when. Let's go. Let's do it. And then my wife goes, Cole, did you look at the calendar before you scheduled that? And, I, and I've gotten better at looking at my calendar. Well, I used to do the same thing. I used, I used to do the same thing. You know, we had something the other day and, and Georgia said, don't we have something we're doing that day? And I said, absolutely not. No, don't. And we didn't, but you know, it, it's, it's something that I used to get myself in trouble doing. But you're right. We, we, we better <laughs> backwards mm-hmm. to try to give people any opportunity. If, if, I mean, if they want, if they want to not take the bread out of Jesus hand, yeah. turn around and go the other way. It's like we studied last night from your sermon yesterday. You know, we look at Luke nine and it says, if you want to save your life, you have to lose your life. You have to make a choice at some point that I'm going to turn around and walk away. I'm going to become not what Balaam's doing, yep. but I'm going to become the person that I need to become. I need to I need to quit making crappy choices, yep. garbage choices, doing the things I shouldn't be doing. I need to be doing. I need to be with God's people. Absolutely. I need to be studying God's word, and I need to become God's person. And if that's not what you're going to do, you know, if you you know you you, just, you, you show up whenever it's convenient. And, and that's unacceptable, Cole. This is this is the story. Balaam's story is our story. Yeah. Because we're supposed to I love what you said. I'm supposed to be God's person. God's per I'm wherever you're at. Wherever you're at. I don't care where you're at. Where you're at work, you're at school, you're wherever you're at. The expectation is you be God's person. That's right. And you you're gonna have a choice. You're gonna face days like Balaam here, where the world is courting you. Where the world is is well, is bringing you all this stuff, let, doing all these. Let's things. look at that text in Second Peter. Doesn't Peter condemn him in Second yeah. Peter? Mm-hmm. You know it. So there... we've we've already discussed. We've already talked about this, but I, I do want us to see this in Second Peter. It's so, in Second Peter chapter. Second right? Peter chapter two. Yeah, Second Peter chapter two, uh, verse fifteen. Um, now Peter in Second Peter chapter two is talking about how God knows how to res- how to hold the wicked for judgment, right? And this is what he says. They have left. Now he's talking about false teachers, false yeah. preachers here. Mm-hmm. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam. Again, this is Second Peter chapter 2, verse 15. They have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of Balaam, son of Bazar, who loved the wages of wickedness. What was that? Money, Money. and fame. But he was rebuked for his wrongdoing by a donkey, an animal without speech, who spoke with a human voice and restrained the prophet's madness. Mm -hmm. In other words, he's going down this road. He's already decided, I'm going to go with him anyway, and I'm going to try to get this money. And that donkey was God's, was God saying, hey, don't do this. Mm -hmm. 
he goes and we see by the third message, he is still trying to manipulate things. Yeah. Now we're going to see the end of it. He's going to keep saying, he's going to keep saying all the right things. He's going to keep saying the things we want to hear. And it, and it's, you, it, it tends ever, to convince us that he's doing felt, the right thing. You ever felt like you were God's donkey? Yeah, a couple times. Because that's exactly what we do when we get in front of a class and we get in front of in front of this in front of this camera. You know, we may be God's donkey for somebody. Trying yeah. to just restrain them from the madness that they're involved in. There there are there are a a few people, more more than a few, unfortunately, a few people who they were warned. They came they 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 first of all, most people don't come and talk to our eldership, right? Which no. is so upsetting. And I, I tell people over and over and over again, you know, there are a reason we have elders. Um, if you're you're from a different tradition or another denomination, pastors, there are spiritual shepherds. And we, I'm not a spiritual shepherd, I'm not a pastor, I'm not an elder. I'm a preacher. Mm -hmm. I'm a minister. I'm a servant. And so I, I've, I tell people and encourage people all the time, come sit down and talk to our elders. Come sit down and talk to our elders. Dan is one of our elders. And uh, please come and talk to them because they've they've lived life, they've walked with God for a long time. They're not per you guys aren't perfect, no, no. but you can give godly counsel, mm -hmm. and we need that godly counsel in our lives. Most people don't avail themselves of, of that's that. why when we do an and invitation it's a, it's here, frustrating. That's why we would do an invitation here. You always say tell them our elders will be stationed in the back, yep. and we're and we're generally spa stationed. There's three of us, and we're generally stationed you know apart from each other, yep. and you go off another place. And 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 peeps, to give people an opportunity, some hey come come and we'll talk to us. And many people do, you know. So well, and that's good. I'm glad that is true. During when we do have that invitation, we do have people go and talk to you guys. That is true. Mm -hmm. um, I wish more people would do it, and that's really my heart there. We've had a few people though who've come and talked to us. They've talked to you guys, and I end up usually getting involved in conversation as well. And they've they're given godly counsel. They're given uh, ways to set yes. up godly parameters yeah, to figure out going. what God's will is in these situations. And there have been several times. You know, you, the question was, do you ever feel like God's donkey? We have seen it multiple times where we warned people, do not do what you're talking about doing here. It's going to destroy you. It's a bad idea. Please don't do it. And they do it anyway. And they go do it anyway. And, and what happens? They get exactly, exactly that. They, 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 their lives fall, they, fall apart. they follow the madness. It's, it's, it's exactly what he said in second Peter. Yeah. He said the donkey was there to restrain yep. his madness. Okay. He doesn't do it all automatically. And sometimes I feel like God's donkey, you know, and, and look, to be fair, and, and I'm just going to put this out there. We just had a meeting, didn't we? Mm -hmm. And I came to you. I came to you and our other elders. We sat down. We talked about it. And how many different bad ideas did I have? A couple. A couple. A couple. And you guys had no problem telling me one, no. One of us said, I don't like either one of your ideas. That's I right. think they both stink. What <laughs> <laughs> one of the other elders said. And what was my response? Okay. Okay. All right. Yep. And I dropped it. Yeah. And how many times? And you know, we were still talking about it. This was Thursday. All right. We were still talking about it before you walked up Sunday morning. We were still talking about it. In in. In the four years that I've been here, how many times have you guys told me no? Quite a few. And what has been my response? Always said okay, and never and did and walked and went the other way. Guys, always trust always. our elders. Trust our elders. I want to encourage you. And and how and and by doing that, how did it worked out? Oh, I mean, I I I am certain. How could it have worked? I out? am certain that if if I had not listened, 
and and I went ahead and did what I wanted to do anyway. I I am rather certain I would have destroyed my life and my family. I, I I'm because I think that's I think it's probably a, nine times out of ten. What am I trying to do? I'm trying to put way more on my schedule yeah. than I need to. Yeah, way more. And it's yeah. and it, it it's going to lead to my destruction. And I know that. So yeah. I when I have an idea. I talked to two. I, I talked to two different groups of people. I first talked to my wife about it because she's my partner, mm-hmm. and her immediate response after four years of this has been, "You need to go sit down and talk to the elders." Yeah. That's her immediate response. And when she told you that the other day, yeah, and you came talk to her, what did we tell? Exactly what she said we were going to say. Oh yeah, yeah. And so this is this, and this is what I'm getting at. There's a reason we are in a community. There's mm-hmm. a reason we have elders. There's mm-hmm. a reason we have deacons. There's a reason we have a minister. There's a reason we have these. It's things. all there, guys. It's all there to stop us from the madness. That's what it's about. That's right. God wants us. God wants us focused on Him, and not focused on the madness of life. All right. I mean, I mean, we can leave it right there because that's a perfect way to stop this one before yeah. we get into the others. Yeah, yeah because we got to stop the madness. And sometimes, sometimes in your own family, you know, maybe as a mother or a father, you're going to be God's donkey, trying to stop the madness of what somebody may be doing. But like the donkey tried to stop Balaam, he didn't listen. He didn't listen. But God was glorified anyway. A- absolutely, absolutely. All right, let's pray, guys. Father in heaven, thank you so much for the for the example of this of this story of Balaam and his donkey and of the angel and and the, the the blessings and curses and then to show how powerful you are in spite of all of this, you're still glorified. Amen. It's amazing, Father. Thank you so much for our place in this. Thank you so much for the opportunities we have. Thank you for the opportunities we have to choose. That when you give us the opportunity to choose. Help us to realize, Father, when we have when we are supposed to be listening and doing what you tell us. And then there's sometimes when you'll say, okay, choose. And and give us the opportunity to choose the things that we that we want to do. Thank you, Father, for those times. Thank you so much for your son. We know it's because of him we have the relationship and we can't say thank you enough. And it's in his name that we pray. Amen. Amen.